Uh, this morning, would you please uh, welcome uh, Pastor Rebecca as she comes to share the word with us. I want to say thank you also to uh, Dan, Christina, and Jaquetta and Rebecca for uh, leading us in worship this morning. All right, thank you, Rebecca. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good worship. Everything that makes me and you, right? 
like our personality, all of us, who we are, day in and day out. That is what we're referring to when we talk about our heart from a biblical standpoint. So, how can we live our lives in this way that Jesus is telling us to live? How in the world do we live wholehearted? Because Jesus thinks this is important. And if we're to follow Jesus, right, we're Christians, little, little Jesuses, we should use him as an example, and this is one thing that he talks about. So how do we do this? Well, the most important part starts at our salvation. Before we get to that place of salvation where we surrender our lives and ask Jesus to forgive us of our sins, our heart is this black you can imagine, dark thing. And at the moment of salvation, it is transformed into something that is completely different. And now it has the ability to hear from God and to feel His presence. And it is said so beautifully in Ezekiel 36, 26. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. So it's, it's really hard to take a stone and do much with it. There are people who are incredibly amazing at doing things like that. But if you just, an average person, have a, a stone, you just stick a stone, right? It's not going to change. And so Jesus comes in and transforms us and gives us a heart that's malleable and changeable. And that happens at that point of salvation. So God wants to take that dark, sinful heart and make it into something that's an ultimate heart. And we can see this described in Acts 13, 22, where it says, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. This is what God described David as, a man after his own heart. Well, this literally means your heart being in perfect unison with God. Your heart being in perfect unison with God's heart. So, do you know that there was a, a professor in UC Davis that did a study where he got people that were in a romantic relationship and he had them sit down and just be with each other and he put them up to monitors and stuff and he discovered that as they sat there with each other, their heartbeat and their breath, their breathing, would start to sync up with each other. And they would beat at the same time, and they would breathe at the same time. And for those of you who are dog lovers, they've actually discovered this is the same with people and their dog, that dogs also start to join their heartbeat with our heartbeat, which I thought was really interesting. But, if we're talking about our heart beating in unison with God's heart, what does that look like? What does that feel like? So does anybody have any ideas of what that might be like? Use your imagination. Anybody want to say something? Desire the things that God desires. So good. Desire the things that God desires. Anyone else? 
Yes, thank you. The things that break God's heart breaks our heart as well. So good. Yes, we see people the way God sees them. That's so good. One more? Anybody else have one more? All right. Did you say
whole person. So, like Ben mentioned last week, salvation is this process of I was saved, right? My little black heart, it's a stone. To I am being saved right now in this moment. To I will yet be saved. So this this idea of living wholehearted is a process. Right? Because when we first get saved, we're probably not going to be very good at it. But as we mature, as we learn more about God, as we learn more about ourselves, as we learn more about the Word, then we start to transition more and more and more from our little black heart <laughs> into our heart that beats in unison with God. So, we need to make that transition. So how we do that is check in with God. But where are we? How are we doing? So the first thing that you do is asking God for his help. I know this is really interesting. Psalm 51.10 says, Creating me a clean heart, O God, renew a loyal spirit within me. Who, who is doing the action? In this verse, in response to this prayer, who is the one that's acting? Anybody? God. David is not saying, I'm going to clean my heart. I'm going to renew my loyal spirit. He's saying, oh, God, I just, I'm realizing that something's not right. Will you create in me a clean heart? Will you renew the loyalty of my spirit within me? God wants us to live our best life. And he knows how to get us there. And this is how we get there. So it's kind of like a parent. When you have small children, you, you teach them to do things, like not running into the road without looking, right? It helps. That's probably good for their health. Or if you're a music teacher, you work to make sure that your student can play something other than marrying that little lamb on their instrument, right? That would be good. Or people that live with you, all you play when you practice for half an hour every day is marrying that little lamb. <laughs> so just like that, God strives to push us to the next level, to the next place. And it is a step and it's a process where we slowly transition. As a music teacher, when I had flute students, I wasn't going to teach them how to play Mary and a Little Lamb and throw a giant sheet of music in front of them and put them up on stage and say, play it. <laughs> it would not work well. So God is going to meet you at the level that you're at and then teach you or show you something to get you to the next place. We need to allow God to show us something. Holy Spirit, I just invite you in again right now. I thank you that you were so involved in this process, and I thank you for the times where you have been involved in this process in my heart. And God, I just pray that everyone's ears would 
specifically to children. That you would <laughs> not allow us to get distracted by arguments on the way into church or growling stomachs or to do this and can run through our minds like just pray that we would be focused on you. That we would hear you right now. So when we do these checkups, we need to listen for where we are not surrounded. Is there something, a place in your life where you have not surrendered it to God, that you're holding on to it? Or what about where you are disobeying? There's something in your life where you know it's sin, you know it's not right, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> what about unforgiveness? Is there unforgiveness in your heart towards somebody? Or what about bitterness? Bitterness about something that happened in your life, bitterness about something that is really heavy. Or what about distress in God? Not trusting that He truly loves me, not trusting that He really does have my best interest at heart, not trusting that He will somehow take care of that. These are some of the big issues that can come and Start to turn our heart back to stone. Start to take away the softness. Stop. Start to take away the ability for God to mold it. And the more we let these things settle in our hearts, the harder those areas get. And the less we are in sync with the heartbeat of God, and the less it's harder to hear what he's saying to us, it's harder to get wisdom from him. We don't feel his presence anymore the same way. Beyond this, I would say whatever God wants to point out. Maybe there's something different that I didn't exactly say here, but the Holy Spirit is talking to you today. Distracted 
let's take this to just right off from spending time alone with God. There are absolutely times when you spend time with God, even when you are close to Him, where there's distraction, right? But you know what I'm talking about when every time you spend time with God, every time you come to church, every time you try to worship, every time you try to pray, you are distracted. And you are bombarded by so many things. And then that bitterness and unforgiveness, different things might come up in that moment. Because you're distracted. Or maybe you've been watching too much TV. I don't know. Maybe you're being influenced by someone who's not a good influence on your life. Are you distracted by something or someone that is keeping you from your heart being in sync with the heart of God? And here's the second one. Do I love God more than anything or anyone else? Do I love God more than anything or anyone else? Is my getting in shape more important than God? Is my friendship with my friend more important than my relationship with God? Is my to-do list more important than my relationship with God? Is my learning this thing more important than my relationship with God? I could go on and on and on about it. Is there anything or anybody that has precedence over God? If there is, the Bible calls that idolatry. You are worshiping something other than God. So do I love God more than anything or anyone else? So just two questions. Not a lot. So I want to talk about, and we're going to come back and do this, but what can a prayer for our heart check out look like? Well, we spend time with the Holy Spirit, and He points out something to us, and then we realize that that's the thing that He's pointing out to us for right now, then we confess. I'm sorry that that's what I've been doing. We repent. Please forgive me that I've been doing that. That was wrong. It has caused a barrier between you and I. We receive forgiveness. Don't skip over this part. Allow the Holy Spirit to come and show you with His grace, with His mercy, with His peace, with His joy that you are forgiven. Don't rush past this stuff. And then we make a fresh commitment to live in wholehearted devotion to God. God, today, my desire is to live in wholehearted devotion. Help me to live in wholehearted devotion. I want to do this. So, what does wholehearted devotion produce in us? It produces worship. Salvation 
forgiveness of your sin means to you, what he has done in your life, what he's rescued you from, what he's blessed you with, when you get back into that frame of mind with him, our response is worship. Thank you, God. You are holy. You are magnificent. You are wonderful. How gracious are you, God, that you would send your son Jesus to save my life, to forgive my sin. Thank you for pointing that thing out to me. How do you want a good God? It produces worship in us. It also produces a gracious humility, right? God has blessed me. It's not me. I didn't do it. Listen first. 
What is the Holy Spirit telling you is giving you heart palpitation? Getting your heart out of rhythm with the heart of God. Listen for that, and then confess that you were wrong, that you have sinned, repent, receive his forgiveness, and make a fresh commitment to follow him. So as that place, I'm just going to let you all be where you are. If you want to move to another part of the room, that's fine. But we're just going to give you a few minutes to do this. Just you and
to do something. So excited about doing something, but when it comes down to our daily life and what that looks like, when it looks like to surrender something, to remove something or someone from our life because it's getting in the way of us and you, to remove disobedience, that's hard. to be in unison with you so that our response comes from that place of worship. And that even if something is difficult or feels like it would unravel our lives out of you because you love us so much when we respond, when we respond to this call of living wholehearted before you, that you will make it right.
finished already and you have it, I'm going to put some reminder. Oh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop and check in with my heart. How have I gotten out of this evil thought And I will guarantee you this process will change your life. It will change your relationship with God. It will change your relationship with other people. It will change your ability to feel His presence, to feel His voice. It will impact how you feel emotionally every day. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. And don't forget too that you have a loving Father, a generous Father, a gracious Father, who is going to take you on this journey with that graciousness, with that Thank you for coming today. I'm going to be praying for all.